0: Alright, welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today we have a mini-sode where I distill resume life lessons in 10 minutes or less. Today's topic is so important because without this principle, there's a good chance that somebody's going to throw your resume in the trash. Well, actually, no one no one does that anymore. They kind of just click out of your resume these days. Yes, somebody is going to click out of your resume. And I'm excited because I know that once you start implementing this principle, you are going to start getting some more results here. You're going to start getting more interviews if you can execute this properly. Just a quick pitch to check out our resume services and see what they can do for you. Head on over to grandma.com forward slash podcast. We were ranked by The Balance as the best resume service of 2020 and 2021. A really big deal. Alright, setting the stage here, just a quick story. Back when I was in high school, I thought I was really hot stuff. Not just in regards to sports. I actually didn't play sports. I wasn't very good at sports, aside from a stint in baseball when I was younger. Anyway, I thought I was hot stuff when it came to writing. I was just always got the best grades when it came to English. And when I graduated high school and went on to college, that didn't necessarily transfer over. I was really good at writing these big floral essays that were embellished with a lot of fluff and just a lot of that stuff. So anyway, I had my first, we'll call it humbling lesson within writing when I had the one of the toughest professors in the hotel school. I went to the Cornell Hotel School. His name was Professor Snow. Huge shout out. And I say he was one of the toughest professors because he was so darn hard on us because he wanted the best. He really wanted us to become the best business writers out there. And so I came with these essays, essentially. I came writing paragraph upon paragraph when he would ask us to write business communication writing. And I, I, let's just say I wasn't getting the A's that I was used to in high school. I got solid like C minuses and D pluses. And I just was this huge shock to me. And I remember getting my first report back and it was, I think it was a C minus on my grade. And I remember in big red writing, you need more skim value. And this was something, a piece of feedback that I received 10 years ago that stuck with me ever since that skim value is one of the most important concepts. And so I don't know who coined this term maybe it was the professor that I had, but I think it's so genius because Whatever document you're writing, when it is in the business world, when it is within the world where somebody has to read your email or read something very quickly, then it has to be skimmable. You have to make sure that somebody can skim whatever you're sending them. And so the concept of skim value is, you know, how easy is it for somebody to skim your document? I think for job seekers, this is even more important. Because at the end of the day, we know that somebody's not going to be spending minutes on your resume. They are going to be spending seconds. Yes, there are exceptions to that rule. Maybe somebody is really putting you under the microscope in the later stages of an application. Or maybe you're getting hired internally. I don't know. But the reality is in most situations, somebody is going to be spending seconds on your resume. Providing skim value or making sure that your resume is easy to skim is one of the best ways that you can work with the fact that somebody's only going to be spending seconds on your resume. Before you get started, I'm going to give you three quick tips here on how to give skim value within your resume. But before you get started, ask yourself, what does your audience need to see? The audience being the person who's making a hiring decision on you or deciding to bring you into the interview. What does your audience need to see? If it's experience, if it's the fact that you have done the job before, then you want to showcase the positions you've done before. You want to make sure that that's skimmable. If it's the accomplishments that you've had, let's say that you have this amazing 10 to 15 year career and you've done stuff, then you want to make sure that your accomplishments are skimmable. If it's the fact that you have a skill set that is impressive. If you have every coding language out there that you have mastered, you want to make sure that somebody can jump to the skills section within your resume. You wanna make sure that all that is skimmable. So with that being said, here are three principles to make your resume more skimmable and to offer that skim value. Number one is proper titling. You wanna make sure that each section of your resume has a title and that those titles are identifiable within less than a second of somebody looking at your resume. An example of a title is professional experience, education. Skills and that summary you have at the top. You want to make sure that that is easy to find within, I say, less than a second, because in reality, people's eyes are jumping that quickly. I even heard a recruiter, one that we partnered with in the past, who said that all that she looked for in every single software developer. Now, mind you, that this is this particular person. It's not every recruiter out there. I know this. But this one person said that for every resume, the only two things that she looked at were what are the skills of this person, and what was the last thing that this person was doing. So regardless of what the two key things that recruiters are looking for when they're going over resumes, each recruiter does have that one thing that they tend to jump towards because they have to look at hundreds of these things, guys. And so when they're making these decisions that are going to be snap judgments, really, to bring you into the interview, you need to make sure That whatever section that they're looking for, and let's hope it's the thing that you're trying to highlight, that it has to pop out on paper and it has to be identifiable. So for each title, professional experience, or education, or skills, you need to make sure that there's the proper amount of white space and proper formatting, which are the other two principles we'll hop to in just a second. All right, principle number two, resume spice. Resume spice. Your formatting tools are the spice within your resume, and I use the analogy of spice because have you ever tried a dish that just had way too much salt in it? That is the example of using too much spice. But if you use just the right amount, then it can be one of the best meals. So using formatting tools such as bold, italics, underlying, and also we'll call, you know, small caps, large caps, things like that. These are one of the best things you can do to offer and provide skin value on your resume. Don't overdo it. I tell people that italics are good for emphasis and bolding is good for strong emphasis. If you want to get people's attention a little bit more, I use bold. I recommend using this for the titles, as I mentioned in the last tip here. So professional experience, education, skills, etc. And you can also use this for certain phrases in your resume that you want people to see. An example of this is let's say that you have three bullet points with your accomplishments and. Some of those accomplishments are just so awesome. What you can do is highlight actual key phrases within that accomplishment. You can actually bold certain words within your bullet points or sentences to say, hey, look at me. You really need to look at this. Tip number three is I'm telling you guys, this is one that most people mess up when they are just trying to stuff the resume with everything they've done. Please, please, please make sure your resume is not too dense. Yes. A lot of resumes out there are way too dense, and there's this huge fear that if your resume goes over one page, then you're screwed. (laughs) I've heard this one before. I've heard this from experts. This is just a huge topic of debate, one that a lot of people disagree on, but I get it. The one thing I think everyone can agree on is your resume should not be too dense. And yes, this is my professional opinion. You can push your resume over to a second page. It's okay. But make sure that you have everything you want to communicate on that first page. With the pressure off and knowing that you can push the less relevant information over to the second page, remember that you have the freedom to make your resume less dense. You need that white space within your resume. You need your resume to breathe, so to speak, so that people can look at your resume and find the relevant information. Because let's say it's compact. Let's say you're using font size 10. Let's say you are really using no white space between those sections. Then I'm telling you, your resume is going to decrease in skim value. It's going to be so much harder for somebody to skim and extract the relevant information that they need. So case in point, make sure to use white space in between your sections. Don't be too stingy with that white space too. If you need to use 12 points, if you need to use 18 points between those top level sections, between those titles, then by all means do so if it means that somebody can look and find your skill section within less than a second. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid to use white space. So these are my three tips. These are three quick things that you can do to make your resume more skimmable and thus really increase the chances of you landing the interview because at the end of the day, you don't need just a solid impressive resume You need one that is skimmable and one that somebody can find and extract the proper information from. All right, if you want to test this out, you can make a fun game out of it. You don't have to, but I like games. So have a friend go section hunting in your resume. Just print it out real quick or send it to them via email and give them two seconds to find and point at a section that you choose. So you can tell them, hey, can you find my education section within less than two seconds? Show them the resume for two seconds and take it away and see if they found that section. Just a really quick tip to see if the principles that you're implementing are actually working. And post this episode and tag me if you're a recruiter. How long do you look at each resume? Is there anything that you need to make sure that sticks out in a resume? Let me know. I'm Chris Villanueva, CPRW on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. And of course, make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma. We are the best resume service, if I do say myself. And we are proud to welcome you as a client if you so choose. All right, this wraps up the Career Warrior Podcast, episode 238. Can't wait to see you next time. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.